0: Welcome to Frameline. I'm Barbara Gosowski here as usual with my favorite critic, Courtney Small.
1: Hello, how are you today?
0: Great. How are you?
1: I am doing well. And you know, thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to another episode. And, you know, please feel free if you're listening to the podcast version to rate and review us on wherever platform you are listening to us on.
0: That's right. Okay. So Courtney and I are going to dive right in. We're going to cover the Inside Out 2s LGBTQ+ film festival that starts on May 25th. We're going to start. We're we're going to just do a mix of a whole bunch of films, and uh, we're going to start with a feature. It's a documentary feature called Leilani's Fortune. The previous title you may have heard of this film was called. It was called The Reincarnation of Ayo Leilani, and so. It's about uh, a queer, immigrant, Ethiopian, Eritrean artist. She eventually, her she is known as Witch Project. And so it, it takes us on this very intimate journey through her career. And uh, as she's navigating the music industry, all her ups and her downs, but it's also, it allows us, she allows us, She, she's very, very open in this film. And it really helps that the film shoots her in close up a lot and gives us a chance for her. She speaks directly to us. Like she's actually on screen speaking to the camera, telling us about her life, about her struggles as a, as a person, as a, you know, she's struggling to become who she is, who she eventually becomes by the end of the film. So she's trying to find herself, uh, her, she's trying to figure out her music. She is trying to find a way in the music industry and it's not easy. And she tells us of all these things that she has done and all these things that have happened. Um, and intercut in this very interesting way is footage of her performing with her partner, um, but also music videos so the whole thing especially with the way that she talks about you know spirituality and uh, and her own prophecies it um it just becomes this sort of otherworldly experience which perfectly matches this individual like i just felt like i really got to know I really got a different kind of perspective a deeper perspective On this person and um, her music.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I was actually um, quite surprised by this film because, unfortunately, I was not familiar with Witch Prophet um, going into this. And, you know, as you are watching the film, you realize that Witch Prophet as a a group have achieved a lot of great things, which um, achieved international acclaim, even had one of their music videos up for, uh, I think it was a UK. Music video award up against like Beyonce and a lot of powerhouse names, uh, but what really struck me about this film was the, I guess the intimate way they talk about sadness and how sadness can manifest in terms of physical ailments, and there's a there's a, a interesting section where um, Leilani's talking about trying to build this kind of music collective within Toronto and, and make it global for a safe space for for queer artists and especially queer hip hop artists and she's trying desperately to get press and she's putting in just hard work and uh, you know years of hard work and still not getting any traction and then even within the the community that she's trying to help she's not seeing her hard work being reflected in their their effort and the dismantling of that kind of collective how it takes a physical toll on her and especially like the void that comes when you're passionate about something and then not having that outlet Um, and then you see her start to build herself up and start to work on the self and I think that's something that is so fascinating because we don't often think of we, we, we hear a lot about Community organizing, community uplifting, and and forget often that the self is very important, and that you can't help others and you can't achieve things if you're not really right with your own self and kind of your own confidence. And that really struck me about this film. And as you said, like there's a lot of music video elements and stuff. And there are times in especially in documentaries where that can be distracting, but I felt it fit the overall vibe of the film quite well. And as you said, the kind of spiritual tone of her aesthetic and her music, and then also with her own personal life. And it was just a really interesting look at an artist that I was, was quite taken with.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, we completely agree on that one. Um, so yes, that's, we recommend Leilani's fortune.
1: Yes. And another one I I will talk about is a film that I saw at TIFF and I think a lot of people should hopefully catch it inside out if you didn't see that TIFF and it's a film called This Place um, by Canadian filmmaker VT Nayani and it's a really tender romance about these two women. One's um, an indigenous woman who basically travels from montreal to toronto to attend university and and part of the reason why she decided to go to school in toronto is because she wants to find her iranian father Um, so you kind of have that indigenous and iranian culture class that she's trying to navigate and figure out who she is and in the midst of her time here she meets a young tamil woman who's dealing with her own problems she's got a father who is terminally ill and they're trying she's trying to figure out how to navigate her future especially with her brother who's kind of become the breadwinner of, of the household and you have these two women with diverse backgrounds meeting and falling in love and trying to navigate just life in general and what really struck me about this film and it's a film i've been telling everyone to see if they get a chance is it follows a lot of this structures that you expect from a romantic film but if every aspect of it feels authentic and true you know there's a lot of times in romance films and romantic comedies where characters break up or have arguments over frivolous things whereas here when characters need time away you understand why they need time away there's there's weight to their actions and what they're Are dealing with and this all allows for the romance at its core to shine even brighter because you identify with these two young women Um, they their stories you know there's maybe some aspect of your life that will relate to the struggles that these women are going through you might not necessarily be with like family illness but just the idea of navigating new potential love dealing with family dynamics, cultural dynamics. It's a a really wonderful film that I do hope people get a chance to see. And once again, that film is called This Place. Um, So there's another film that we both saw at TIFF that's also playing Inside Out, and I I know you quite enjoyed as well, was um, something you said last night. And it was a film, um, the director is Luis de Filipes, and my apologies if I mispronounce their name, uh, they created this really wonderful film and it's um, they're the same um, director that did the short film uh, for Nona, I believe it was, it was called, that we also really enjoyed. And, and in this one, it basically follows a transgender individual who's on an Italian vacation, um, with their family, and just kind of navigating the the ups and downs of, of life while being on vacation. Um, and I think one of the things that struck me about this film is that you have a film where essentially the, the central character gets to be themselves. Um, it's not a Uh, a story about trauma or hate what have you it's just an individual trying to navigate life on vacation with their family so you've got this parental dynamics the sibling dynamics the you know out there kind of seeking kind of companionship dynamics like there's a lot of stuff going on and it's just such a pleasant film Um, absolutely yeah about that
0: yeah, I mean this is a film that everybody can relate to, especially people like who grew up in an immigrant family. And the whole going to the cottage, that was the big deal, right? <laughs> that was your family vacation, going to the cottage. Uh but the dynamic that you know, this sort of like immigrant the immigrant parents, there's a certain personality. Goes with each, you know, it, it's almost like the dad is a certain way, except this dad is not as stoic as, uh, you know, the old stereotype, and the mom is like a little overbearing and a little like, you know, she just wants to be involved in your life too much, and you're like, Mom, get out of my life, right? And then that's that's exactly what's going on here, and yeah, exactly what you said. So, this individual that we're following, you know, she just gets to be herself she we get to see everything from her point of view and the film is shot de felipe shoots it in such such an incredible way where we get to fully enjoy like a summer's day you know like the, the pausing and just taking in the scenery the landscape the whole feel of being in cottage country um and then added on top of that like i said this this I don't know, maybe it's because my family had a crazy dynamic. I just, like, all I remember is just, like, the crazy family dynamic, Um, which this is, like, a wonderful nostalgia film as well because, you know, you can relate to the character in the moment suffering in a way, right? Suffering in that I can't believe my family's driving me this crazy way. But then, uh, you know, watching it older, as we are, we're, like, yeah, I yeah, I remember that kind of fondly now, actually. Right. So, there, it's like this this film that looks kind of simple in its construction ends up being really complicated in the most interesting way.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely one that um, people should check out and see because you'll you'll get a lot from it. Even though we have a couple of other um, feature length films to talk about, how about we pivot to the shorts, because I know there's uh, numerous shorts programs playing the festival. Um, And there's. you want to talk about House of Tulip?
0: Yeah, House of Tulip is, uh, you know, these shorts um, that we're going to talk about, they're part of the the program called Bold. Um, And they are bold in their construction. I really like uh, the shooting styles uh, in each case. So there's House of Tulip and we're going to talk about scaring women at night after that, right? Uh, The shooting styles is like There's a quick pace, there's like a bit of suspense thrown in. Um, And they're two two, two very different films. So it's really interesting the way this happens and so the way they're programmed together. Um, And a lot is really dependent on the editing, which is always nice to see, you know, um, using like cinematic elements like that. And House of Tulip is a documentary and it follows two black trans activists in New Orleans. So we get a, a sense of what it's like to be a Black trans activist, uh, just a Black trans person in the Deep South. Um, so we, we follow Milan and Mariah and they're running for office. Uh, it's in a conservative district of New Orleans um, and they want to build, and they're also at the same time, they're working to build Louisiana's first housing refuge for trans and gender nonconforming people. So it's a Verite-style doc, which is, you know, I always like. Um, And it really draws us in with its use of close-ups. Like, we really get to to follow and see and, like, hear the stories that Milan and Mariah tell us about themselves. Uh, It's very intimate that way, but also about their – the reasons – why they felt like they really needed to step up and do something. And that was because of the loss of so many people that they knew, especially really, really good friends. And that's when it becomes really heartbreaking when people are talking directly about, you know, people, individuals uh, that are lost but are gone because of violence against them. And so it brings like the reality of their existence um, fully into focus in a way that is, it's really, you know, heartbreaking and, um, but inspiring. You get to see like how they just the resilience and how they stand up uh, and try and, and run for office.
1: Yeah, it's a, you know, I think the film's only 25 minutes yeah it didn't
0: feel like it did
1: it 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 flew by and i i could have easily sat and watched a whole feature Mm -hmm. length on on these individuals and that's what i was
0: thinking yeah
1: yeah and one of the things that really struck me about this film outside of um, just the the great visual look of it was how it forces you to think about just the day-to-day difficulties that come with being a transgender individual there was a, a moment where I think it was Mariah early on um, was talking about how to be black and and trans means that you are constantly contemplating your existence and safety at all times. You know, there's, there's rarely uh, a moment where you're not thinking about every action that you do and what are the consequences? What are the safety concerns? You know, and even that is just thinking about that is exhausting. And then on top of that, you are fighting to uplift others in a part of America that is doing everything in its power to pretend that you, you don't exist. Uh so it's it's just a quite a a fascinating look and it's just a really interesting film. And I think it's I hate to use the word timely because I feel these issues have been have been going on forever. But especially with a lot of these laws that are occurring in America and even in Canada as they're trying to to push a certain type of mentality and this sense of fear mongering over the quote unquote other for no apparent reason outside of people just need something to throw their anger and frustration at. I think this film um, is, is quite timely and, 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 and valuable.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So scaring women at night um, is also in this program called bold. And um, this is a really interesting dynamic. It's narrative. And uh, we watch as two strangers, both of whom are nervous, scared. They're walking home late at night. The streets are deserted. So who wouldn't be? Um, but they they see each other. And then, so the anxiety grows and they're thinking about each other. And one of them in particular, we can hear uh, their thoughts. And they realize that they're the scarier of the two and they're trying really hard not to. And so uh, the film gives us like this different kind of point of view to consider. There's a bit of a surprise there. Um, that i won't ruin but it really plays with our perceptions and ask us to like consider and reconsider our assumptions about people Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i i I completely agree and it's you know we're you're dancing around um certain aspects of the plot because to explain the plot in more detail would be to give away the power of the the reveal but it does to your point, this film really does make you think about the two individuals that are presented in this film and just how the simple act of walking at night can lead to various connotations, various um, incidents possibly happening. And then things are kind of flipped in terms of your perspective. So the, the initial thoughts and assumptions kind of get turned on in your their head to the point where now you have to reconsider and how you know the the act of understanding the first example and then keeping that in mind while we now are told this and how do the A, how does A and B essentially correlate, um, intertwine and also differ from yeah. the the points of view and it's 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 really well done um it's again super short i i i feel like it was done in a blink of an eye but it was it kind of s- sticks with you so i i quite yeah, it's, like that short
0: yeah it's pretty brilliant i think especially the way it comes together at the end mm-hmm. it's um yeah i i would con- i'd say this one is brilliant
1: okay well let's end off on Two documentaries, uh, feature length that we recommend you check out. Um, one that we saw at Sundance was a film called Kokomo City, um, directed by D Smith. And it's, I believe, it was all done in, in black and white. And
0: yeah, it is, it's yeah, a very powerful it's, aesthetic, yeah, yeah. It, it works,
1: no, no, go ahead, it, it works really well with this film because essentially you have. D. Smith um, telling the stories of four black transgendered sex workers. Um, And you really kind of get to know these people uh, on an intimate level. So you're hearing their thoughts on everything from the the sex work, the trade of sex work, the, the dangers that come with it, but also just their views on life sex relationships um you know working or trying to exist in a capitalist society that only affords certain people certain luxuries you know and throughout the film you 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 see a wide ranging um like like a wide swath of different views and ideas and each one of them are are fascinating and you know similar to how we were talking about with something you said last night it kind of reframes how you think of not just transgendered individuals, but also sex work in general. Um, And it's, it's filled with humor. Um, You know, there's some moments of, I would say pathos when you're, you know, they're talking about friends that are no longer there, but for the most part, I would say it's an entertaining and I don't want to say uplifting because I feel like that would be a little too trite to say, but it's just a really enjoyable look at four individuals and it's just done in a really fun and fascinating style.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the aesthetic is key. Um, But also, you know, the questions that are posed, like you said, all the different topics, um, that these four individuals talk about. Um, but I think that the aesthetic kind of, um, as you say, you can't really say uplifting, but uh, I think you could say that it makes each individual more special, the aesthetic, because it's it's like an extreme black and white, right? So it's got this special quality to it um, that makes, makes the whole experience special. And it just sort of... Uh, it privileges each personality, you know, in a way that they shine through. So it's, it's like you, you it's it's four people in one documentary, but you really get a sense or at least like from what I can see, it gives you a really good sense of each person as a person, as a character, as, you know, as a as any person is a character. Right. Hmm. Uh, not a fictional character, but just their their personality, I guess. Yeah.
1: And 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 one of the reasons I also want to clarify in terms of what I say, like you can't use the, the term uplifting is I think often when we hear stories about transgender individuals, we always use uplifting because there's always some sense of like deep trauma uh, or sadness that occurs. And And this is not that film. This film is very energetic you know the the individuals in question are very much self-assured um and any issues they encounter is not because of them it's society at large you know yes they is the we don't need to change you need to change your yes your (laughs) skewed views or you need to change your the hypocrisy that you you know you say one thing out in public and then behind the scenes you're calling us for x y and z like you know there's it's very much they are self-assured and it starts off with this really funny story that you think is going to end in trauma and it just the there's a you know it has a twist that's really humorous and it kind of sets the tone perfectly for for the rest of the film so it's it's full of energy and and in life and as you said the black and white aesthetics just Really helps um, sell it, so I, I I I'm happy that this film is m- making its round on the festival. Because I I hope more people see it. Absolutely. Um, and, and lastly, I guess we can mention another film that we saw at Sundance and also played Hot Dogs. So it's another one that's making the circuit, and it's a film, a documentary called "Is There Anybody Out There?" Um, and it's a film made by Ella Glendinning. Um And basically, she makes this film about her own experiences because she was born with um, a very rare disability um, that pretty much only a handful of people have. And for a, a good portion of her life, she didn't quite feel comfortable in her body in the sense that she, no one could understand what she was going through. So she essentially sets out on a mission through the internet to find other people like her and kind of sets in motion this really interesting story about just her life growing up her the relationship she's had um, the journey into motherhood with a disability but also as she's trying to find other people who are like her she's coming across people who are Somewhat similar, but not quite close. And then the, some people who had a same condition or a similar condition, but their parents forced them to have surgery to kind of lengthen the the joints in question. Um, and that also raises a very interesting question about changing how you are when it comes to disability how we are people are very much you need to fix a problem when it's really not a problem it's just the person is 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 born that way so it's 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 quite a fascinating look at at this individual and it it really goes some emotional places while forcing you to question your own ableism and how we often project ableism on on others when we really shouldn't
0: yeah, I just I really appreciate the way that she even questions her own thoughts, her own ableist thoughts, um, and really is constantly bringing that up because it really forces the viewer to think. Wait a minute, she's right. She's right. You know, and all the things like the whole journey and all the things that she brings up. There's so, like you said, there's so many issues that that the film raises. There's so many things that she investigates um but for the most part it's a personal journey and she um she's fearless there's a, there's this like resilience that she has that um that drives the film and her her humor as well and what i also appreciate is that she doesn't even pretend that this is uh, like a pretty documentary it's rough it's got a rough aesthetic Uh, sometimes it looks prettier because you know she finally got to hire a cinematographer but sometimes it's got just her on her iphone you know and and that's just all mixed in together and that gives it this to me this authenticity of like a person going you know i really need to make this film no matter what Uh, i really need to communicate with people uh find people but in in other senses just like communicate this message that i'm feeling like you know why do i have to change and this whole journey she under undergoes like to even realize it herself like do do i change do i not change Like you know uh why why is there there's this insistence on fixing things what is there to fix exactly um so these these questions are vital i think and her indomitable spirit—I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Her indomitable spirit. Uh, she's um, she is someone. I hope everybody. You know, I hope people watch it because I hope you get to know this person. Uh, you won't regret it. She's great. Yeah,
1: definitely, it's it's you know one of many films to to check out. And that's the the one good thing about Inside Out is you get tons of unique stories uh you know these are just a handful there's other documentaries narrative works comedies dramas what have you you're, you're going to find something that will entertain you and open your eyes and um as you mentioned at the beginning it starts on may 25th and it runs till june 4th and they're going to be doing hybrids so there will be in-person and online screenings so you can check that out at insideout.ca for the full Perfect. list of films
0: Okay, perfect. So looks like that's it for Frameline for this week. For Courtney Small, I'm Barbara Gasowski. Thanks for listening.